Well, good morning. I'm Tommy Green. I'm associate pastor here at Center Point. Our senior pastor, John Schmidt, is in Pike Road this morning teaching over there. And so I'll be filling in this morning. And uh, I want to encourage you, as uh, Scott was talking earlier about the new series that's coming up at the beginning of uh, next year, next week, actually. Uh, If you uh, know of anyone who needs a fresh start with God, who needs a fresh start in their marriage, who needs a fresh start at work and life in general, I really want to encourage you to bring them. It's going to be a very challenging, very encouraging uh, series that we go through. God's Word has a lot to say about new beginnings and new starts. And so I want to encourage you to invite all of your friends to that. This morning, we're going to be talking about navigating the changes of of life. And inside your bulletin, you're going to find an insert with an outline on it. If you'll take that out, and you need, if you need a pen to fill in the blanks as you follow along, if you'll just raise your hand, our ushers would love to come by and get you a pen. You know, all of us go through changes in life. It's inevitable. Um, we don't stay the same. We're not meant to stay the same. And this morning, we're going to take a look and see what God's Word has to say about navigating those changes. Because some changes can be easy, some can be hard. And God's Word has a lot to say about it. So before we get started, I want to have a word of prayer, and we're going to jump right in to today's message. Lord, we want to come before you, and we thank you, Lord God, that your Word has so much to say about all different aspects of life. And Lord, this morning, as we're thinking about uh, changing from 2015 into 2016, and many of us don't know what changes in our lives uh, lay ahead of us, Uh, Lord, I pray that you would um, give us wisdom, that you would give us foresight and encourage us through your word this morning. And Lord, I pray as John prays many times, Lord God, that you would move me out of the way and that your word uh, would speak in a powerful way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, the first point on your outline simply states that change is part of God's plan. Everything that God created that's a living organism goes through changes. I remember in sixth grade science, we talk about all the changes of the different types of organisms and the changes of life cycles that they would go through, whether it's animals or whether it's plants. And uh, one thing that's interesting to know is that we as humans go through changes, and that's part of the way God designed us. matter of fact, as men, we go through four major changes in our life, the first change that we go through, or the first stage of life that we go through, is that we believe in Santa Claus. Second change that we have, the second stage of life is we're not sure about Santa Claus. Third change, we are Santa Claus. And the fourth change, we look like Santa Claus. <laughs> Those are the changes that we go through in life. You know, women, I see a lot of you women laughing about us, but the truth is women go through changes as well. Others are a little bit uh, more complicated because, well, um, anyway, they go through changes as well. They, they are, uh, you know, they're infants, and then they're children, then they're teenagers, then they're young women, and then they're young women, then they stay young women. <laughs> so we all go through changes. It's a, it's, a, it's a part of life that we go through. Here's what King Solomon says about this in Ecclesiastes. For everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, 
Now I want to talk, stop here in the scripture for just a moment and talk about that, that all of us are appointed in life. We all have this lifespan that God knows about. And as a matter of fact, Psalms 139 says that he knows uh, the beginning, all of our days before we ever breathe our first breath. So all of us have a beginning, and we usually um, represent that by date. And for me, I was born in uh, 1973. And if I live to be the average age of a man in America, uh, that means that would put me somewhere around the age of 76. And my ending date, the way we represent our ending date, is um, by date, and it would be 2049. And Solomon says that we all have a beginning, a time to be born, and we all have a time to die. Now, what's really scary about that in our culture, the way we represent the rest of our life, is simply by a dash. When I die, the sum of my life is summed up by this, by this dash. And it represents every change that I go through, every pain, every joy, every time that I trusted God, every time that I worried, every failure, every success is all represented in this small little dash. And in this dash are, represents so many changes in our lives that we go through. And that's what we want to talk about this morning. Solomon goes on to say that there is a time to plant and a time to harvest. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build up. A time to cry and a time to laugh. A time to grieve and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones, a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to turn away. Time to search and a time to quit searching. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be quiet and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time of peace. Change is part of God's plan. And a life application I wrote on your outline is that we should not be surprised when we face changes in our lives. We shouldn't be surprised. It's part of life. It's part of the way God designed us. It's part of life. Here's another note that I want you to, uh, to make, make a note of, is that change can be difficult or exciting. It can be, it can be exciting. Some of our changes we go through are exciting. Some of them are very difficult. In fact, I, I, I switched the order of these two scriptures. I'll read the second one first. So Psalms 113, 7-8 says this. He lifts the poor from the dust and the needy uh, from the garbage dump. He sets them among princes. Now, how many of you would agree with me that going from living in the garbage dumps to living with princes is a good change and, a, and an exciting change of your life? I mean, promotion is always a good change to have. And many of us in life go through lots of promotions, lots of exciting changes in life. Matter of fact, I want to list a few of them out for you uh, this morning. Matter of fact, I want to uh, zoom up on our little dash. I want to zoom up on our life this morning a little bit. Okay? I'm going to put us a line right here. So we can kind of zoom up on our little, our life. Some of the exciting changes that we go through, especially when we're young, we go through a lot of really exciting firsts in our life. I mean, think about it. When you're born, you have one of the most exciting changes that ever take place. You are now breathing air instead of water. That's an exciting change that you go through. Here's another change that you go through. The first time that you talk 
Or maybe the first time you walk. First time your mom drops you off at school in kindergarten. That's a change. Your life changes when you go to school, correct? It's a change that you have to go through. Here's another one. Maybe it's the, the time in school that you find your very best friend. I mean, that friend that just sticks closer to, a, to you than anybody else. Another change might be when you get right here. It's a big change because you go through puberty. Everything changes, right? Fall in love for the first time. Get your first car. A little later, maybe you go to college. After you go to college, you find that person that you love and you get married. Now, how many of you would agree with me that when you get married, everything changes? Amen? Amen? It's a change of your life, okay? How many of you would agree with me the first time you have kids and you become a parent? Everything changes. I'll never forget uh, when I had our first child, when Shelly and I had our first child, someone told me this, listen, your life is going to change. And I was like, I know, I'm so excited. I can't wait. And they said, no, just wait. <laughs> and I'll never forget about two weeks after uh, uh, we had Samuel, our first kid, someone called me on the phone and they said, hey, do you and Shelly want to go to lunch with us? And I said, sure. And I called Shelly and said, hey, Shelly, uh, some of our friends want us to go to lunch. She goes, I can't. I said, what do you mean you can't? I just put the baby down for a nap. Everything changed. It's a change in our life. You know, the first time that you buy a home, things change. The first time you get that major promotion or that dream job of yours, things change. Maybe here around here, Maybe there's a change in your life that you and your spouse are going through major problems. Maybe it even causes a divorce. How many of you agree that hard times causes change? Okay. Right here, maybe it's a change. Maybe you become grandparents. Maybe you retire. And then maybe another change in your life is no longer you can, you can um, live on your own. You have to go into assisted living. And then the last change that all of us go through that none of us can get away from is that we all finally breathe our, fi- our final last breath. These are exciting. Most of these are exciting, except for I didn't mean to put the one about having problems with your marriage. That's not really an exciting change. But those are some exciting changes that we go through in life. But you know, that's not the only thing. Some of us go through really difficult changes. And listen to what 1 Peter 4, 1 says. Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. And some of us are going to go through changes and difficulties in our life that we shouldn't be surprised about, but they're going to be difficult. I mean, some of the difficult changes we could be is, you know, the time that, you know, we're young and our parents move to a new town after we have to leave all of our friends. How many of you agree that's a difficult change in life? Now, some of us go through change and, you know, we found that girl that we, or that boy that we just totally in love with and they break our heart it's a difficult change you know maybe we lose someone that you really love a good friend in school has a car wreck has a car accident it changes your perspective of life some of us go through changes when you know maybe we lose our parent or maybe instead of getting a promotion right here maybe we lose our job or maybe somewhere along the way we get older we lose our spouse Those are some difficult changes that life presents us. But I want you to understand something that I want to tip my hand in the message just a little bit. But all of these milestones along our life, which is what they are. I mean, the first time you take a step is a milestone. First time you go to school is a milestone. 
You go to college, it's a milestone. You get married, that's a milestone. You have kids, it's a milestone. You retire, that's a milestone. And most of us believe that our life is really about getting to these milestones of life. And we think that's what's really important. But the truth is, what I think is more important to God than actually getting to those destinations and those milestones is how we navigate through all of this. And navigating through the changes of life is what I want to talk about today. And that is called transition. Matter of fact, on your outline, the note states that transition is the process of adapting to change. Transition is going from one state to another. And it's the process that we go through of how do I feel, how do I function in this change that has happened in my life? I mean, how many of you would agree with you agree with me? The first year of marriage is a year-long transition. You're married in an instant. When you say I do, you went from being single to being married. When you move off to college, you're living with mom and dad one day, the next day, you're in college. But the transition of how you live in that new state is extremely important. When Shelly and I moved here about five years ago, we went through some major transition in our life. One day we're living in Mount Pleasant, Texas, and the next day we're living in Prattville, Alabama. Can I tell you, it's a transition to live in Prattville, Alabama. We had to learn all kinds of new things. We had actually had to learn a whole new language. And for the, I mean, someone had to teach me what War Eagle means. And why that you say war eagle when your mascot's a, a tiger. Or you say roll tide. Still don't know what that means. But it's a whole new language. It's a whole new culture. And it's taken us a season of transition to actually learn that. Because all kinds of changes take place in our lives. So in the midst of that, some of the things that I've learned in my life, some of the milestones, some of the changes that I've gone through... The Lord has kind of downloaded some perspectives that I think have helped me to navigate those transitions. Because how many of you agree that transitions can be very, very difficult in life? Whether it's a good transition or whether it's a difficult transition, sometimes it's hard to navigate. And that's what life is really about. It's what pleases the Lord. So on your outline, three helpful perspectives during times of transition. The first one is this. Transitions are opportunities to trust God. Transitions are opportunities to trust God. Here's a note. Change often brings anxiety because of fear of the unknown. Whether it's a good transition, an exciting transition, or a difficult transition, transition and change can bring about anxiety. That's an exciting change to go to college. But there are some questions that you might ask yourself. Am I going to like this school? Am I going to succeed here? Are people going to like me? There are all types of anxieties that are associated with change because we're not sure what the outcome is actually going to be. Is it really good for me? Am I going to thrive here? And so when those opportunities of the unknown come in our lives, it's an opportunity to trust God. 
Can I tell you that without any unknowns in your life, without any uncertainty in your life, there's no reason to trust God? If you know the future, why do you need a God to trust Him? If you know what happens when you die, this final transition, if you know what, what happens when you die, why do you need to trust God? See, it's the journey of life and how we transition between these changes. Did we transition trusting God, believing Him, in a relationship with Him, holding on to Him, or did we do it on our own? Life's a journey, and God's much more interested in the way that we walk this journey than the milestones and the destinations along our life. The milestones and the destinations are important, but the journey is even more important. Listen to what Isaiah 46.10 says. This is God talking. Only I can tell you the future before it even happens. Everything I plan will come to pass, for I do whatever I wish. Psalms 32.8 says, The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. God will watch over us. Listen, He knows the next step of your life before you do. He is not surprised by any change that you're going through right now in your life. He knew it before you took your first breath. And when we understand that and we realize that, oh, man, it can make a huge difference in the way you go through that transition. Listen to what, here's life after, or listen to what Psalms, uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. And here's a life application for us this morning. When we trust that God is good, God is in control, and God is for me, our faith is activated, and we have the courage to move forward despite fear. If we don't understand the character of God, transitions can be scary. Change can be frightening. But when you understand the God that you serve and His character, that God is good God. He's in control. And the most important, the one that's hardest for me many times in my life, is understanding that God is actually for me. And that He's working everything I'm going through right now for the good in my life. But when we understand that, it gives us faith and it gives us courage to instead of drawing back in uncertain times and bringing anxiety and fear and worry into our life, it gives us the courage to move forward and to use the transition and the change that you're going through right now as a springboard into the next season of your life. Many people don't, take the, don't get spring forward into the next season of their life because of the fear and the anxiety that's associated with the change that's taking place with them right now. We must trust God. Joshua uh, was one who went through a lot of transition in his life. He was Moses' um, right-hand man. He was the second in charge. In all of his life, he had always been the number two guy. And his job was to follow Moses around as Moses followed God around, wandering around in the wilderness where God provided for all of their food. He protected them. He provided for them. They learned to have a relationship with him. But really, they had a pretty easy, easy life. 
Because God provided for their food and they didn't have to fight anyone for, for uh, property or for land because they were out in the wilderness. But all of a sudden, this major change happens in his life. Moses, right before they're going into the promised land, goes up into a mountain never to be seen again. And all of a sudden, Joshua is now thrust into leadership. It's a change in his life. And not only is he now in charge, now he's supposed to take the people of Israel, this whole bunch of people that he's leading, into a new land where now no longer will food be provided for them. They have to go gather it themselves. No longer are there no enemies around. They have to go fight battles. They have to conquer lands. You're talking about a lot of change. Could you imagine the anxiety and the worry that was going on? I've never seen that. Hey, I, I don't know if I'm ready for this. I don't know if I'm prepared for this. And listen to what God tells him in Joshua 1.9. It says, this is my command to you, Joshua. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Some of you need to hear that this morning. Be strong. Be courageous. God is with you wherever you go. There's no reason for fear and anxiety when you understand you have the creator of the universe walking behind you, pushing you on. So transitions are actually an opportunity to grow in your relationship with God because you have to trust him that he knows what's best. Second perspective that's helpful to have is that transitions are opportunities to grow in relationships. Here's another note about that is the reason why it can be an opportunity to grow in relationships is because your note is that pride can cause us to isolate ourselves during seasons of uncertainty. Many times in seasons of uncertainty, we have this tendency, pride rises up within us and we don't want to ask anybody for help. We don't want to ask and we don't want to admit that we're not really sure how things work in this new season of life. That we figure that we should just know how to do it on our own. Matter of fact, just ask any guy who's driving somewhere that he's never been before and he's not really real sure where he is. Men, we have a hard time asking for directions, right? Why? Because we think we ought to know how to get there. It's a pride issue. Well, the same thing happens in our life. I was... Uh, talking to a couple just uh, this couple weeks ago, and, and they've been through so many transitions in their life. They've um, graduated two kids off to school. They've married two, two of their daughters off. They've got grandkids now, all within about a seven-month period. And one of the things they were talking about is, is, you know, we're now empty nesters, and this feels strange. You know what I encourage them to do? There are other people who have been in this, part, this season of life that you need to get around. That you need to ask, how did you transition from having two or three kids at home to all of a sudden, we're the only ones there? Don't let pride stop you. Because sometimes the asking of someone else can create an amazing relationship. An amazing bond. Listen to what Proverbs 18.1 says. Whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire. He breaks out against all sound judgment. Proverbs 15.22 says, Plans go wrong for lack of advice. Many advisors bring success. You know, when Shelly and I moved here, we didn't know anybody. Uh, just a few people we had met the first time we had come to check out the church. And so when we got here, we didn't know 
where you, I mean, we didn't know where anything was. We didn't know what doctor to use. We didn't know what schools were best for our kids. Uh, we didn't know where the best place to shop or for me, the best place to fish. Or I mean, we didn't know any of those things, right? And we had to rely and we had to ask people that we did not know how to thrive in this culture. And can I tell you, because we did that, we made some lifelong friends here. Because we engaged them, we said, you know what, would you please help me? Would you show me the ropes? Would you show, I've never been here before, I've never lived here, and I don't expect to know everything. We humbled ourselves and said, we need help. We need help. And that's the life application for you and me. We need to humble ourselves and ask for help. And ask for help. You know, this doesn't only go for, for us. It also goes for the people around us. Can I just make this blanket statement? Everyone in here is in a season of transition or you know of someone who's in a season of transition. I can say that without reservation. You're either in a season of transition or you know someone in a season of transition. If you know of someone that's in a season of transition, I want to encourage you, engage them. Ask them if they need help. It can be a great opportunity for you to actually engage them and show kindness, show concern, show the love of God. And when I was in high school, when I was probably eighth grade, I guess it was, I remember my youth pastor at our church came to me and said, hey, tonight we're having a, you know, we're having this summer get together. We're going to play volleyball and all this fun stuff. And there's going to be a new kid that's coming tonight. And he's from Mississippi. He's moving from Mississippi to Texas. It's the first time here. He doesn't know anybody. And I really want to encourage you to, to show him kindness, show him the ropes, you know, just buddy up to him. So that night comes and and I go up to him, I meet him, and I begin to befriend him, begin him to introduce him to other people, and begin to show him the ropes. And you know what? Because of that one step that someone encouraged me to go engage someone else, I met my lifetime best friend. That one night. Because I helped someone show, I just showed him the ropes. And we hit it off, and we've been friends ever since. So times of transition can be opportunities for you to meet new people. It can be opportunities for you to strengthen the relationships that you already have if we will humble ourselves and engage each other. Galatians 6.2 says, Share each other's burdens in this way. Obey the law of Christ. So when we go through transitions and we go through changes of our life, it's an opportunity for us to strengthen relationships with other people. Now, the third perspective that's good to have is this. Transitions are opportunities to grow personally. They're an opportunity to grow personally. Here's a note why. God uses everything we go through in life to grow us. Everything we go through life, He uses. Matter of fact, if you want to circle the word everything, circle it. Because He uses everything. Matter of fact, out beside that, if you'll write this out to the side of your notes, he wastes nothing. He wastes nothing. God is always working on you, shaping you, and molding you into the person that he wants you to be. Now, many times we fight him. (laughs) Amen? 
But He's always molding us and changing us and shaping us into who He wants us to be. Listen to what Romans 8.28 says. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose for them. God's using everything. Listen to what Isaiah 64, 8 says. Lord, you are our father. We are the clay. You are the potter. We are all formed by your hand. You know, God is the great potter and your life is like clay and he is forming you and molding you into the person you want you to be. And you know what he's using to do it? All of this transition that you're going through in your life. All the good, all the bad. Out beside your note, write this. God is using, and then you fill in the blank, whatever transition you're going through right now in your life, whether it's my retirement, whether it's my new marriage, whether it's my children, God is using this right now to shape me. God is using this to shape me. How many of you agree with this? There, you can look back on your life and you can see there were times that you went through uh, transition seasons that you went through that you didn't understand why you were going through it at the time, but you look back and you go, wow, that has prepared me for what I am doing right now. How many of you can look back and say, say that? Almost all of us can. Well, if that is true, then would it not also be true to say that what I am going through right now is maybe shaping me for the next season of my life? See, God wastes nothing. He's using everything you go through to form you and to shape you. Here's a life application. We need to, this is 1 Thessalonians 5.18, be thankful in all circumstance for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. You know, when you have this perspective that God is always forming you and he's always changing you and molding you into the person that he wants you to be, that gives you an opportunity no matter what you're going through to look up and say, God, I thank you for what I'm going through right now. I thank you that you're using it. You're using all things. You're using all things for my good. Thank you, Lord. Now, many of you know the story of Joseph. Joseph was someone else who went in the Bible who went through lots of changes. He went through some exciting changes and he went through some very difficult changes. He went from being his, his father's favorite son to being a slave, to being the head slave or the head servant in, in a house to being thrown into prison, being falsely accused of something that he didn't do. In prison, he rises to power again, rises up to the very top, and he gets the ability to share and to interpret some dreams for a couple of the Pharaoh's most trusted people. One dream was really good. Hey, you're going to go back and you're going to serve, the, serve Pharaoh. When you do, don't forget me. Other guy, sorry about that. You're going to get your head chopped off. <laughs> but he went through all these changes. And then when his, the servant gets and starts uh, out of jail and begins to serve Pharaoh again, he forgets about Joseph. He's a forgotten person. Until one day, the Pharaoh has a dream and he rises to power and he's the most powerful person, second most powerful person in all of Egypt. Now he had some transition going on in his life, didn't he? Up and down, up down and one day his brothers who had sold him into slavery come to Egypt and he's standing before them and this is what he tells them 
This is taken from Genesis 45 and Genesis 50. It says, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into slavery in Egypt. But don't be upset and don't be angry with yourselves for selling me to this place. It was God who sent me here ahead of you to preserve your life. You intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. Now Joseph could have been very bitter about all the hardships he went through, all the difficult changes in his life. But instead of being bitter, instead of having resentment, he saw them as what God was doing in his life. He was using every one of them to prepare him for the season of his life he was in right then. And here's a note for you and me. Maturity takes time. Maturity takes time. Listen to what Psalms 105 says about Joseph. Joseph, who was sold as a slave, they bruised his feet with fetters and placed his neck in an iron collar until the time came to fulfill his dreams. The Lord tested Joseph's character. God used everything in Joseph's life to test him and to prepare him to be the second most influential and powerful person in all of Egypt. I'm sure it was not fun when he was going through it at the time. But God used every bit of it because God wastes nothing. And Joseph was willing to embrace all of that. And he saw with eyes of faith and eyes of thanksgiving that says, God, thank you for taking me through what I went through so I could be in the position now to help other people. Listen, some of you are going through very difficult times right now in your life. How do you not know that God's not using it to shape you and to prepare you for something greater? Listen to what Philippians 1 6 says. And I am certain that I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. Here's the most awesome thing about God. God is working on you. He's working on me. And he never stops until we breathe our final breath. He's always working on us. All of us are going to go through changes. All of us are going to go through transitions in our life where we have to get used to the change that happened in our life. If we will keep the perspective that what I'm going through right now can draw me closer to God and I can trust him more. This is an opportunity for me to actually uh, build new relationships and strengthen other relationships in myself if I will just humble myself. And if I understand that God is using everything I'm going through to work on me, in me, and through me, it can really help you go through the transitions that you're going through. It's helped me. I hope it's been helpful to you. Will you pray with me? Lord, I just want to come before you right now and thank you, Lord God, that your word has so much to say about changes. Lord, there are people in this room, there are people on the video, Lord God, that are going through incredible changes right now in their life. And some of them are extremely difficult. Some of them are extremely exciting. And God, you're using both the exciting changes and the difficult ones to mold us. 
Lord, I pray that we would have hearts of gratitude and hearts of thankfulness, Lord God, that you are a good God who's in control, who never changes and who is for me. So, Father, I thank you for the truth of your word this morning. Lord, I pray that, Lord God, that you would strengthen those that are in difficult times and that you would encourage and, and give strength and courage to those who are going through great times. So, Father, we thank you for these things. In the powerful name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So many transitions in life. You know what?